0: All right, so I'm joined here by Fabrício Tota, who's director of new business at Mercado Bitcoin, which is Brazil's first unicorn crypto exchange. Bienvenido, Fabrício, and thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you for inviting me, Aaron. It's very nice to talk about the industry and in crypto and Mercado Bitcoin and tm Also, thanks.
0: Yeah, thanks for being here. So, to get us started, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself and how you got involved in crypto, and then how you got involved with Mercado Bitcoin.
1: I got involved with crypto in two thousand thirteen. Not a coincidence that it was when Mercado Bitcoin was founded. Actually, I know the guys here, the founders, Gustavo and Mauricio, for a long time. At the time I was the friend that friend that said no, 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 don't do that, don't uh, uh, don't go uh, uh, all in cryptocurrency or Bitcoin at, at, at the time. Bitcoin exchange, it doesn't make any sense. I was that friend telling the guys not to do this, but. It was when we, when I started, okay, let's try this Bitcoin stuff. Let's see what it is. At that time, I was at a retail broker here in Sao Paulo um, on Tradify, taking care of the, the investment platform of a retail broker. So my career, more than two, 20 years working in the, the very same company, but in many different functions. Joining them, then Copa, this company, to take care of technology, actually, uh, then in terms of infrastructure, then moving to software development, then I moved to the business part, platform, or taking care of clients and platform and so on. And dealing with equities and a more volatile asset as Bitcoin was kind of my day by day. So I was not afraid or concerned uh, Therefore, telling for learning or putting my money into something volatile not this volatile but i was actually was kind of used to that so it was something natural for me and then i okay bitcoin is fine i did not realize all the potential at that time but i started following the 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 company somehow as a user and someone who shared something with the the founders and some other people that that Work here. So it took a long time, actually four years and something, for me to join Mercado Bitcoin. It was something that all the time, uh, 2017 was a, a hell of a year. The company actually uh, made the company happen, uh, managed to make a lot of money. The guys here, especially Gustavo, they said, okay, let's put money into the company again. So it was in this wave, this 2017 to 2018 wave of, of new hirings. That I joined out of Bitcoin and made Bitcoin crypto stuff my 24 by seven job.
0: Yeah, I think that 2017-18 that period was the year that kind of sucked in a lot of people. I mean, there was there's a huge wave. If you weren't one of the old timers, the you know, the original <laughs> sort of OG enthusiasts, I think you know, 2017-18 was the time you got. I mean, that's what happened to me. I got I got kind of sucked in at that same time period.
1: Now, may, many people move it to 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 the crypto market at uh, this time right uh, it was when the companies uh, actually they had enough money to attract people so it's sort of the this is the the, the story you know and we we kind of relieving that you know, now right now in 2021
0: fast forwarding a couple of years here 2021 was a pretty remarkable year for mercado bitcoin i think both in terms of you know trading volumes new users you know pretty much every metric tell us a bit about how how crazy was this year for you it's really, really crazy.
1: Actually, you know, it started in 2020, in my, in my view, an insider view, uh, much more in 2020 or even uh, uh, before that, 2019. Uh, actually, in 2019, we, we said, oh, we can't, Bitcoin won't uh, 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 go up forever. Uh, we need to do something different uh, with, uh, with everything we have here. Good trading and matching system. Have a bunch of clients, but we can only offer Bitcoin, Litecoin, Bitcoin Cash, all this stuff. You need to do something different. So at that time, we founded MBDA in 2019. MBDA and digital assets, our tokenization company, was all that uh, security token offering in US and, and other, other places happening. Then we say, okay, what can we do with that? Actually, at this time, we, we already have a lot of people here, originally from other. From financial markets on other companies like banks, uh, brokers, b NCTP, and, and so on, the the MB market uh, Bitcoin digital asset, and you uh, managed to tokenize some non-security here. So we said, "Whoa, there's some that's something worth it." Finding other stuff to do other than only uh, finding people who willing to, to trade Bitcoin, Ether, and so on. That time was a game changer here for for all of us. So whoa, we build. Other companies you can build other products here, even though, of course, uh, um, being stuck in a, a crypto exchange is still a, a good business. But at the time, we started moving to an ecosystem, and after that we founded 2TM, the holding company that controls Mercado Bitcoin and other companies also. 2020, start finding some investors to speed up uh, with more money on the table and some, some good connections and some good, really good investors that they do not give us only money but they give us a good stamp of this business is good this business complies with law and regulation and so on and and, uh, and the people that move this business is great so at this time in 2020 start uh, looking for started looking for uh, an investor and the first time we have uh, raised money was by the end of 2020 actually uh it was a good uh, momentum uh, that uh, in September, uh, Bitcoin was around uh, around 70,000 reais. Bull run started, in my perception, in September 2020. So it was in the middle of this bull run of 2020. Then it all started happening in a very fast fashion. We had these milestones of, okay, you're raising money with GP Investment, Parallax, and other guys. By the end of 2020, then in the blink of an eye, we had SoftBank knocking at your door. To in, in, I don't know, six months, something like that, after the less than six months after the the, funds, the first fundraising. So it was a hell of a year, a period, not only a year. Well, it was good, it was intense and uh, many things happening in between, you know, uh, and, and competition and some other products, some other companies and some other investors also and hitting more than 3 million clients in the, in this period.
0: So some of the numbers that I've seen uh, just from Mercado, the Bitcoin's total trading volume and, and user onboarding in 2021, and, and even go, kind of going back into that last quarter of 2020, like you mentioned, when there's a lot of momentum coming out of like the summer of 2020, like the DeFi summer, uh, fall of 2020, there's really kind of the whole like yield farming and Food tokens and all this kind of weird stuff, but it was still kind of like insidery. You had to kind of be a player already to really participate in that. And then starting in the kind of November, December of that year, things started really taking off. And all of a sudden, you you know, you blew off the top of the twenty thousand, you know, twenty thousand dollar Bitcoin. And then once we blew off that top, it was just off to the races. And the next thing you know, it's every time you check the price, it's like a thousand dollars higher. Right? It kept going for another six months. It was pretty remarkable. Just thinking through building a successful business in crypto is really about you have to build during kind of the bear market, the slow period, you know, like we're in right now. And then you have to be positioned. So when all these users show up, you have to be able to like onboard these people and, and give them what they want. Right. You know, I, I'd like your thoughts on just like, how did Mercado Bitcoin so successfully position itself to onboard all these users, you know, during that most recent bull cycle? Like like what was kind of the strategy to to position itself in that regard? And then even just more pragmatically, what about Mercado? What differentiates Mercado Bitcoin from other exchanges in, in the Brazilian market that draws users in You know, vis-a-vis other competitors?
1: You're completely right. It's a matter of getting ready when no one believes in the market anymore. So just before uh, um, the 2017 bull run, it was what did we did here kept building, we kept connecting with people, we kept talking to people. Tradify, for example, much more than talking to the people that were already in the market. Uh, there was no point at that time to say, hey, Bitcoin is great for people who already had uh, Bitcoin or any other coin. Uh, reaching uh, new players, reaching Credify guy to say, hey, you know, have you heard about Bitcoin? And being that guy uh, that all the time is talking about Bitcoin crypto, you know, had to do that. So that was with what we did in 2017. And we got the reward of onboarding a lot of people uh, during this time. So, of course, not uh, only a matter of talking, but actually building and getting ready for, uh, for the wave, for the next waves. Of course, 2017 was a crazy period. Uh, anyone that, that we, we hired here was uh, directed to, to helping on onboarding people, helping on, on check money people were sending or thank you from the, from the platform it was the the only job we had here uh by the second semester especially in november december but after that when we when 2018 came uh then it was a matter of okay what didn't work well during this this bull run and what can we do when the next one comes? it took much longer than we were expected because it wasn't that clear that the, all this wave is and this Bitcoin wave and stuff and kind of unpredictable how that's going to work. Hey, okay, we have to take care of, of of our clients here. We have to offer new products and have to build some, uh, uh, things here and, to, and getting ready for the next run. Part of that was raising raising more money. Uh, not only because of the money, actually, only to, to speed up things here, especially building in, building in comp- new companies and investing in other companies also. That's what. We it in 2020. And when we saw that the, the, the opportunity was clear and more tangible somehow, okay, we're gonna make it, you're going to raise some money here and onboard some people, it was really completely different. Uh, the talks that we start having with other players and even some more sophisticated clients and customers, uh, I'm a GP uh, investments company, they put us in contact with many other people, we were recognized as someone very reliable somehow in 2021. With all this, this crazy market that, as you mentioned, uh, today was one thousand uh, eyes, one thousand dollars more, uh, more than the price of bitcoin that was pretty nice. We kept building and kept talking to people, and we attracted many people to go, Hey, now I want to talk to you. And it's funny because, uh, um, the, the year before or two years before we knocked some doors and okay the, the kind of open door no 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 one have ever been rude to us but it was different right uh, say talking about Bitcoin 2018 is was really tough you know after reaching twenty thousand dollars and then when you hit the door it's 10 uh, I remember when I joined Bitcoin Bitcoin was ten thousand dollars and the next month nine thousand dollars and then the, the the month after that eight thousand dollars it was really hard to talk to people so after that in 2021 i think was uh, uh, things are much easier to do it and, and you have sort of we bought time somehow hey i can build that and imagine all the things happening uh outside mercado bitcoin and that's what is beautiful about crypto market in my my perception is it's not only you that is building something. to you mentioned, the, that DeFi summer, that was awesome. It was, hey, uh, something's happening here. Something's going to change the market. And it's not you, but doesn't matter. You can use that, and it's possible that's a, a wave, a good wave of DeFi products will, ha- will help you uh, building products in the near future. So it's always this, this side of being very, very open to what is going on outside Mercado Bitcoin QTM, but taking care of our clients and our product, and our people and our investors, and so on here inside.
0: So, what do you what do you think it is about Mercado Bitcoin specifically that, that allowed you to to capture such a wide base of of new users that came into the market in in 2021 from Brazil? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of other kind of Brazilian native crypto exchanges, there's, you know, there's Foxbit, there's all these other things. If you are named name like maybe like one or two things that kind of differentiated Mercado Bitcoin from the rest of the pack.
1: I believe it is the fact that we are very pragmatic somehow. Crypto itself is a, is a rebel thing, you know, it's okay, we don't need banks, we don't need governments and so on. Okay, that's fine. Uh, but, but when it comes to business, that doesn't help you a lot. Uh, so okay, we have this invent and what can we do with that? How you create a business model around it? So I think it's really different what we do here in terms of okay, you don't have regulation, but what can we do to what are the best practice around uh, a kyc program? okay, we don't, don't, are, uh, don't have this obligation somehow, but what can we do about anti money laundry policies and so on? And always this disconnection, but that you say, okay, uh, there's not something specific that you must do. There is no one talking about that. Actually, in 2013, no one cared about, but this, this vision of, okay, but when it comes mainstream, what people are going to look at? You know, when it goes mainstream, what an investor is going to look at. I think that's that's the, the one thing that drives us that you have all this and you have to figure out what helps you in the market and what doesn't. So when you take whatever, uh, DeFi, NFTs, ICOs, gaming tokens and so on, what is something that helps you and you can move? to to a product and you can really uh, offer to your clients, not, not, not in terms of what you are allowed or not, but what do you give you an advantage on the medium and long term? So I think this vision of, of being very pragmatic and uh, not relying on the price, of course, we love when price go up. is something that really brings a lot of clients to us, but nothing that will last forever, you know, and it's something that the other can, can copy also. And you have other vehicles like ETFs, like funds, whatever uh, that they, they can Okay, So if you want the exposition on cryptocurrencies or crypto assets, you can do that uh, with other vehicles and the exchange is not needed anymore. If you think about uh, decentralized exchanges, okay, in five or, or seven years, uh, probably market Bitcoin won't be needed anymore as a crypto exchange. So what can take us to the next level? I think that the, uh, getting... Something that is outside our ecosystem, bringing to market of Bitcoin and building, building, building. Okay, it's not a huge success. For example, in the, the in the first year or two, there's no problem. There's no problem. We stick to, to the plan uh, from 2013 until 2017. No, it's been five years. Very hard years uh, for us to, to really succeed on this business. That's no
0: problem. A friend of mine used to always say, "You know, like there's two seasons in crypto. There's there's drought season and there's monsoon season, right? <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, you have you're you're in the drought for however many years, and you're just preparing for that monsoon. And when you you know you, the rain comes, and you have to be able to be ready to withstand it, right? Especially in a, in a market like Brazil, where there's being candid, like you know, the, like financial literacy isn't perhaps at the level that it should be." there's still even today there's still a lot of kind of scams and things of that nature and, and frauds that are that are happening unfortunately I mean I think people just want there's your average investor just wants a product that they can trust and uh maybe more than they want to you know dodge uh kyc or or things like that so that they want like a regular plan- platform that's regulated that they can trust that they know is not going to steal their money more so than they want maybe uh to get around anti-money laundering rules or something like that so I think that's 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 a big. It seems like to me like that's a big part of the value that 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 like you guys have provided, and also hashtags and you know, there are these platforms that are providing kind of regulated on ramps that are, are trustworthy, though they may not offer some of like the benefits that a, a Bitcoin sort of purist might desire, I suppose. So, but switching gears here a little bit, I'd like to just kind of talk about kind of the state of the exchange, the crypto exchange landscape in Brazil, and and obviously, I think you've been you and and others at Mercado Bitcoin have been pretty outspoken about you know there's this tension between kind of domestic exchanges such as yourself and and some of these foreign exchanges that are coming in and they're thanks to some you know I guess you'd call them loopholes, you call them you know gray areas, legal gray areas, whatever you want to call them, but they haven't necessarily been playing by the same set of rules as Mercado Bitcoin and others have. I think that's that seems to have caused quite a bit of you know there's a bit of tension uh, in the air right now, I guess over on that, uh, especially now with with regulation uh, legislation, in the works here. I think it's supposed to be voted on today, actually. We're recording this on Tuesday. How would you kind of frame this situation? And, and maybe what's Mercado Bitcoin's uh, primary uh, like objective here with kind of raising some of these, these concerns?
1: Well, first of all, when you are in a market and uh, someone someone else wants the stake of this market, you say, well, probably I'm right here uh, because the market's good enough for someone someone else trying to take the stake of this market. So... Uh, it was something that brazil is is big and financial education in general uh, is evolving a lot in the last four or five years in something that the crypto market uh, will accept also as a as part of this this investment market and investment education that is growing very uh, fast way here in brazil said that when someone else uh, believe believe in your market uh, as much as you do Something in general is something good. And when when it comes to crypto, you have people that have a lot of money to spend and to invest. Let's say not spend, let's say invest. Market that makes things a little bit difficult for you. They'll say, say, okay, okay. if someone else uh, uh, with deep pockets is coming, that I prepare myself to be a a competitor in this market. So I think we are very well positioned uh, in terms of of, of money and connections and being uh, here for a long time, nine years since the company was founded. In third place, okay, let's say, let's say the rules, let's see the rules about this competition, how that works. And uh, that's some, where uh, uh, things start going a little bitter, let's say, because, well, we as a, a Brazilian company, but in America and uh, European pretensions, let's say, we try to, to have a very pragmatic, uh, as I mentioned, way of seeing things. Okay, what should we do to establish a a business in Brazil or Argentina, Chile, Mexico, Portugal or any other place? Okay, so the first thing is, okay, what should we do to do that? That's something that some of foreign companies, uh, uh, this is the approach event here in Brazil. We see a, a handful of, of companies trying to, to set their business in Brazil with this approach, and some others say, okay, so that's uh, only uh, a different place, some only one more country for us. It's not worth it. Theoretically, it's not worth it. All the efforts of setting up an entity, uh, a legal entity in Brazil, and finding what you can and what you can do and so on. At least this is the story that we see. And okay, it's a global company and so on. You do, do not have time and we are offering this product in Brazil or any other place. The fact is that it's, it's a way, in my opinion, avoiding this kind of regulation or avoiding the eyes of any entity, any uh, 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 gov- governmental entity of your business. Okay, I'm not here, not there, and, and not anywhere. So, what is it? Uh, it? It's really hard to to believe that this is um, this is something that you can sustain forever. You have many examples uh, throughout uh, many different industries. You see that you you can't be like that forever. You know uh, why? There's a bill. Being discussed in the con- Congress right now, as we speak, because the market is big enough to have the eyes of people from from government and from the uh, state federal and from legislators and so on. So on. Okay, you have to take care of this business also. It's a business that was nothing ten years ago, literally nothing. It doesn't exist, but now we have probably something like five to ten million people engaged on this crypto trading stuff or crypto uh, assets, products uh, here in Brazil. Something that we have to, as a society, we have to take care of. I think that this kind of excuse that, okay, it's not regulated. Everything is regulated here in Brazil. You can't sell newspaper on the street uh, without a license. You can't have nothing here in Brazil without a license. So saying, oh, no, it's not regulated, so I can do whatever I want. I I think it's not a good excuse, you know. For you to do that as you want, it's very easy to say, "Man, so sorry, I have business in 200 countries, and I can't take care of specific care of business in Brazil." That's not true, you know. Uh, and if Brazil is as big as it is, as important as it is, and that is strategic somehow, you know, you have Europe, you have Asia, you have US, uh, and you have Latin America, and Brazil is half of Latin America. I think it's worth it. Putting some feet in the ground, you know, in terms of okay, man, what should we do here? Serious, because we in some places the comes okay, this is U.S. I remember the other day I read the expression the long arms of U.S. justice, and they're pretty long, you know, <laughs> they go everywhere in the globe. Maybe it's not the case in Brazil. But in the U.S., people don't mess around.
0: In the U.S., I mean, there's there's a lot of these similar dynamics, right? Where you've got exchanges that have kind of taken like the you know the quote unquote buy the book approach. You know, the Coinbase's and the Gemini's. I mean, Gemini. I remember a few years ago, Gemini was buying ads in Washington D.C. saying we're the we're the regulated crypto exchange, right? That was kind of what they were banking their business uh, sort of reputation on. And it was just an interesting dichotomy because there's always just been, there's been the guys who are trying to play the buy the book game. And there's the guys that are playing the bit more kind of like buccaneering game. I compare it almost column I wrote uh, last week. I compared it to basically what Uber did, right? Where Uber just shows their old strategies. Like we're just going to show up and there's no law saying that we can't provide this service. So we're just going to do it and try to get as many customers as we can to the point where if a government came and tried to ban Uber, people would be furious because they're already used to using it and they don't want to go back to using taxis or whatever. It seems like that's kind of the, the approach that uh, I know you, you didn't name Binance specifically in this op-ed that you wrote, but it was fairly obvious that that's who you were referring to. But like, there's there's kind of these dual approaches here. And and frankly, I think we're still early enough in the game where we don't know, you know which one is going to play out ultimately or which one is going to prevail. But I guess two points I wanted to ask was, it does signify to your point earlier about how just the fact that there's all these foreign exchanges interested in Brazil is a uh, a vindic is sort of a confirmation of your thesis that hey we're in the right business right otherwise they wouldn't be trying to come here. Uh, or the second point is that uh, we've got you know this this regulation uh, this legislation that would bring some regulation to exchanges crypto businesses. I mean it seems like this would kind this would provide. You know, enough infrastructure to put every legal infrastructure to put everybody on the same uh, playing field, essentially, right? Like everyone has to be registered. There's a certain set of, of guidelines that everybody has to be following, et cetera, et cetera. Do you, I mean, do you think that this would I mean, obviously, CZ would be Binance just came through with this big kind of roadshow kind of charm offensive across Brazil? I mean, do you think that this legislation is going to be enough to basically like create a level playing field for crypto businesses such as yourself to be operating? you know, on the same level as, as a Binance or, or whoever it might be that's coming in here and maybe trying to play up some loopholes or, or take advantage of these gray areas.
1: Yes, uh, it will be a good start to put uh, at least some rules. Okay, who can provide the service? Who can't? What should we do if you want to provide trading? If you want to provide custody? Uh, how we deal with people's, other people's money? to Exchange is a very simple business making things change hands. But uh, you have a huge responsibility also as you take care of people's money and people's assets. You have to establish uh, at least a small set of rules for us to operate. And it comes also, uh, uh, it's about also responsibility, you know, as with the Brazilian society and Brazilian people. When it comes to money laundering, things a huge problem here in Brazil. Fortunately, we have corruption. We have many problems here. Uh, that's not easy. They are, were not brought by crypto. Exactly the opposite, actually. It's very serious what to do here when we are talking about a huge amount of money. And We do not have some specific rules. Oh, hey, for crypto, you have to do KYC. Hey, for crypto, you need to do AML. It's a matter of, hey, I don't want money laundering in my business. Uh, if it's a bank, if it's a crypto exchange, if it's a jewelry shop, or whatever, of any business, you, people, we don't, we as entrepreneurs, we do not want that. And, and no one is going to tell you what she, exactly what you need to do to avoid that. You know, so uh, I think that sometimes you have to put some some spe- very specific rules. But hey, you are the responsibles for that. And if you fail doing that, or you go after you as an individual. It's very hard for us to think about being... A company that do not follow any of the rules, do not have not phys- physical presence, the, an office. We don't need offices anymore. But in terms of responsibility of putting the right people in the right place and uh, telling the government and whoever we we have to say, hey, these are the people. This is how we treat money, uh, 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 people's money. This is my investors, and the money flows. From this point to the other point, this way. I think the, that if you set these small rules, that is not very hard to do that, and it's not that hard also to comply with that. I heard the other day some small exchanges saying, "Oh, it will be impossible to comply with that." No, it's not. If you do your homework, it's not probably you're already doing the right way, right? I think that setting the ground, you know, leveling the playing field is a more important thing. As I mentioned, when you attract people, you raise the bar when you attract new companies, especially great companies that we have many examples in the crypto space outside Brazil to compete and to learn somehow with these guys. Competition helps you a lot in terms of learning. You you attract people that are willing to to build things in a very competitive fashion. We are able to build a a really good team here at Mercado Bitcoin, attracting really nice people and very awesome brains here with this challenge. Hey, look at this market, how big it is and how big it can be, can be huge here in Brazil. And look at all these guys helping us to attract people somehow say, hey, this company and that company and that company, let's fight together, man. So it's something that really uh, motivates and moves us towards the future. So it's not protecting market, it's not refraining, other companies from joining this game is just setting the rules and leveling the playing field.
0: Yeah, and obviously that's, you know, I think one of the concerns is of we don't want people playing like the regulatory capture game where it's like, okay, like we've made it, like we've built our business. Now we're going to go and lobby for very restrictive rules that basically prevent anybody else from getting into the line of business to compete with us. It's like pretty old trick in the book, right? That everybody seems to do. It seems here like what with this regul with this legislation as far as i understand it does a fairly good job of basically the only real requirement it's asking is just that you know businesses would be like registered in brazil and it's just kind of setting this you know the, the playing field isn't doesn't seem like it's terribly it doesn't seem like it's that onerous of a thing to comply with at this point as the way the legislation is is currently written but obviously we know it's brazil and brazil, there's is not exactly the easiest place to do business um like regardless of what industry you're in so there are going to be some additional costs, but those are costs that are that everybody has to sort of field equally, right? I mean, just thinking ahead, like say that this legislation passes, which it looks like it will, we'll probably get the Banco like the as the crypto regulator. We'll get some kind of normalized rules, et cetera, that will be kind of more in line with global standards, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, how do you see, you know, in like three to five years time, like how many, how much room does the Brazilian market have yeah. Like, like what's like the healthy mix of various exchanges offering these products. I mean, what's, how do you see this kind of consolidating? Cause right now there's, there's like 20, 30 different exchanges operating. Some of these things have like basically no volume at all. Some of these will probably go, there are offshore exchanges that will probably go away once the rule, the legislation gets passed because they don't want to comply. But like, how do you see this sector kind of consolidating maybe over the next three or five years in Brazil?
1: I believe some companies will just close their doors. The business is not going to be profitable anymore. But I don't believe it's, it's because, just because of regulation. It's very, very easy for us to change from one exchange to the other. So when you go into exchange that doesn't have enough liquidity or they have a, a really nice product and a different product, then you can focus on a specific niche or you're out of the game. So I believe and, and consolidation in terms of buying other exchanges not so simple uh, buying another uh, change and, and, and merging two different exchanges is really hard uh, but because it all comes down to, to okay uh, 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 how do you store um, your assets and how you store money and do you have any, any problem in the past and it's not not easy so it's something that I don't, do not believe that they're going to see some merges in this market. Uh, so I think that some, some guys who just, or they, they move, they evolve their product to do a DeFi stuff or NFT stuff or gaming stuff or focusing on a specific public or they're out of the game. So, but, but there's uh, 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 there's room for, 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 for many people, you know, for many companies, if they're focused on specific things. That not only trading Bitcoin, uh, but that being said, uh, uh, I believe offering a, a, a broader uh, portfolio—not not only of coins but of products actually—for for example, uh, being um, uh, being something some, something like um, an interface for people to interact with any blockchain stuff. You know, I think that's the model that's starting to, to, to grow up in, not only in Brazil, but abroad also, uh, okay, you don't need to interact with MetaMask or so on. So, okay, give me, and, and I can can be your guide in this this, this market and this really uh, complex uh, market. I think to be a, a layer uh, between people, regular people and blockchain is a key model that uh, is going to change the way you're seeing the exchanges i think in in three or five years from now we have many other companies that they not put themselves there as as exchanges but they somehow uh, do this this trading of of okay you give money they give you something else that's not exactly money fiat money as we know it so and and as I mentioned, uh, the beautiful thing uh, that many people are building things around the world, and and in Brazil also. For example, we have the uh, Banco Central uh, building their CBDC. We don't know exactly how it's going to be, uh, but for sure there there there's gonna be uh, some some use cases for you to impact from from the blockchain as we know with Brazilian. Uh, Bank Central's CBDC or other CBDCs around the world, and so on. So I think that we don't. It's impossible to to know what's going to happen in this market. What what will be the, the the regular portfolio of an exchange in three or five years? What's the the, the ideas that are being developed? And well for example, the uh, the DAOs, the DAOs. For example, how are they going to to evolve? And how? Is regular people going to interact with all this stuff? So I believe that we'll have uh, less players, less Brazilian players, much more foreign players. But I think that we're going to have a handful of really big and decent players in the market in three or five years.
0: Sure, yeah. And it is, I mean, I think you hit on kind of an important trend there that like there is, there is two important trends actually. Like one is just that the relentless innovation that we're seeing. Uh, just within the crypto industry itself. I mean, obviously, like like a year ago, uh, like a GameFi, you know, didn't even exist, right? It wasn't even a thing. And now it's this, you know, kind of booming subset. And then also just the fact that this is a global game, right? Where uh, you have kind of a lot of global exchanges that are either headquartered somewhere or they're not, but they operate globally. Mercado Bitcoin is also expanding into Europe. There's plans to expand into other parts of LATAM. You're also getting into the global game as well. I'd like to maybe maybe kind of close here with, you know, just with some color on kind of like just the future of Mercado Bitcoin and, and and 2TM. Obviously, there's been some talks about expanding into new markets. You know, there was even about this time last year, I think when we first spoke, there was talk about uh, Mercado Bitcoin uh, going public. That obviously did not happen. And then there was the SoftBank round. And then there was talk about going public again uh, a few months ago. And then now it's talks about being acquired by Coinbase. Kind of want some color on like just where, like what's kind of the future of Mercado Bitcoin and, and 2TM, like where is this all going?
1: After we raised money with GP Investments and SoftBank, say okay, money is not uh, not the big issue anymore. So what would we do? You know, of course, it all comes with a plan uh, that we had before. We even start talking to to these guys, and of course, uh, in this plan, growing geographically is uh, almost obviously going to Europe, as we bought with Portugal's bank, uh, central bank-approved company. That's really nice, but in a very different model. They're not an exchange exactly. It's much more like an OTC desk, but that can evolve into something different. Of course, this Latin play uh, with operations in Mexico, Chile, Argentina, Colombia, uh, Peru, Ecuador, and so on. Uh, 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 I'm not saying that we're really go- going to, to these places, but of course, it's kind of obvious. Brazil is hard. Brazil is different not easy making business in Brazil but it's not easy in Argentina also it's not easy in Colombia it's not easy at all in Mexico even though we see uh, the region as a big thing Latin each country has its specific things and aspect that we are studying a lot to put our grounds in different ways around uh, in some places maybe we buy we buy an operation in some other place we start from scratch in other places we partner with someone to 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 build something so it's not an obvious play in other countries of course Offering the same or almost the same things that we have in Brazil and, and having other connections here in Brazil. Also, we have invested in more than, than 15 companies. So some some sometimes usually from French and we have 100 percent Some of them we have in we are a minor investor, and some of them a licensed play uh, to to be an asset manager or to be a retail broker or something like that. It's something that obviously is a way. Of, of growing also, you can can grow offering other uh, uh, products uh, on top of the crypto offering, doing the spending geographically and expanding as a, an ecosystem and uh, building other companies around this crypto business is a very important thing. In terms of, of, of money raising, of course, when you have A good investor, people started looking at you in a different way. It wasn't like that when we raised money from GP, Parallax, and some other people. When it comes to SoftBank, things really boom. It was a a huge investor that we brought here. And they have it a lot. Um, Open other people's eyes. uh, Say, hey. Maybe it's a good company, maybe it's a good business, and uh, the kind of, of, of due diligence these guys uh, do and they invest is, is a, a really good stamp. Even though this this data is not public, all the, the due diligence and the auditing these guys do help us a lot to grow, grow as, as a company, to being other people's rather. Of course, it's, it's something natural, uh, even after... Uh, raising money, we start Bank. we raised it uh, $200 million with then, we raised it another $50 after after that, 10T and Tribe Capital and some other people that helped us a lot also on, in terms of, of connection and uh, having a good cap table, a good range of investors. And, and, and that's the, the way we are doing things here. Uh, this year, as I mentioned, maybe the, the 2018 V2, you know, uh, of building and, and growing the right way, attracting really new good talent our uh, spaceship here and uh, just to, to mention your, your your last question something that I can comment of course
0: right you're, you're referring there to the coinbase question right so yeah <laughs> <I> assume, <laughs> sort of assume that you wouldn't be able to answer that but had to ask it anyway but yeah I think the landscape of kind of emerging market countries globally for potentially crypto exchanges looking to get into new markets. Okay, like China. Okay, you're not going to China. Uh, Russia. Now you're definitely not going to Russia. India. Coinbase tried going into India. and Then they they pulled out pretty quickly after India announced a, a new tax that kind of stifled the but. So you know the universe of new places you can go is sort of shrinking. I guess conceptually it makes a bit makes sense that this Coinbase thing there might be some legs to it, but I I have no idea. I'm just speculating. But but then I would also say that like in Brazil specifically, like the importance of trying to start a a business in greenfield fashion in Brazil and building up from the ground up, I think is very difficult for in any industry, right? Not just crypto. So I think it definitely would make you know the the M and A route seems to make a bit of sense here, but one other thing, on a lighter note, I wanted to take your your temperature on quick. Here is you were at Bitcoin Miami with a bunch of other folks from Mercado Bitcoin. I unfortunately I couldn't make it. I'm too much traveling, and I think I I partied too hard there last year, so <laughs> taking a year off. But I wanted to just kind of get your temperature. Like like, how much interest was there in the in Brazil, just among you know conference attendees or people you met or people you talked to, or how much interest was there in Mercado Bitcoin and what's happening in the Brazil market. Well, you should have
1: made it. It was nice. <laughs> uh, Bitcoin Miami. People in general, they are very interested in Brazil. I had the opportunity to talk with many people, from investors to market makers. And they are pretty confident that Brazil is going to be a, an important place in the, the crypto industry in the near future. All these opportunities that crypto gives to us, like, like the banking the unbanked and offering different financial products to a country. We have pretty good banking here, but we have very poor education, investment, and financial education. I think that this is the, the, the main thing that attracts people. Okay, Brazil you have a huge opportunity. I think that people are aware of what's going on here, what is awesome in my view. They do not have all the elements to, to figure out how hard this to is doing business in Brazil especially if you're not local. Think all this It's possible, of course, but it's hard. It takes time, it takes energy from people more than anything. The, 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 it's not a straightforward uh, a path uh, here in Brazil for doing things. This is the, the, the main difficult, and, and people, they're they very admired somehow of, people, of companies and people that, that, that really make it here in Brazil. So see whoa a lot. We, we, we managed to do that in Brazil. We meant to do three and a half million clients in Brazil. We have mentioned to, to to trade 10 billion dollars in Brazil. yeah, we made it. Uh, so people are very admired and, and not uh, jealous that whoa if they were able to to do that before to put their energy and their money into Brazil before they would it's not a good uh, risk return. Uh, race, good ratio, race, you know, in my view. We do that in Brazil because we're here, you know. It's not because it's not a matter of a choice. And we are, we are big enough to to try as a country, to try, okay, it's, it's okay to focus only in Brazil for, for a time. It's different when you build something in Israel or even Chile, you know. If you build a, a something in Israel to be restricted in Israel, it's not a good idea in general because it's too small same thing in Chile here in Latin. Brazil is good enough for people to to try but the good the good news is it's worth it to be in this crypto space uh, because there are a lot of people trying to find really good brains really good people and to spend their time and their career with building something really big and nice here in Brazil I think that's the good part of the conversation you know people are are very enthusiastic about Brazil, but they don't know how to start somehow. So that's the the good part of it.
0: No, That's super interesting. And on that note, we'll close it here. But Fabricio, I really want to thank you for your time. Thanks for coming on and sharing a bit about yourself and Mercado Bitcoin and the Brazilian market more generally. Really appreciate it. I'll give you the last word.
1: Well, thank you, Aaron. Really nice being being invited and sharing some of my views here with you. Well, when and, and, and keep going, man. Your your content is really nice. One of the best guys talking about Brazilian crypto industry industry in Brazil for sure.
0: Oh, great. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, we'll have to have you on here again sometime soon. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll be back soon with another great guest.